0: Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to the Bring It On Podcast. I am Aaron. I am your host. I might be a bit crazy, sometimes obsessed, a little bit overdramatic, probably sometimes, but hey, I'm passionate about what I believe in, and I'm not scared to speak it out loud. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't. So, that being said, let's go. Okay. Well, I guess here we go. My mic is fucked. So, um, I feel like I'm yelling at you right now and my audio is probably really not very loud. So, um, I guess that's what I got to go with at the moment. I don't know what the heck is wrong. So, but I cannot just not show up. So here I am, whether the audio is garbage or it's good, I fuck who knows. I guess we'll see what happens. So I guess if it's bad, I apologize and uh I don't know. I need a, like somebody smarter than me to figure this out. But hey, we're here. I'm here. It is Monday, January 9th. We are a little over a week into the new year. How is everybody doing with that? Good? Not so good, slipping a little, falling completely off and chucked it in the fuck bucket? I hope not. I really hope not. Because uh, in case you forgot, it's all on each one of us. Whatever we want, it is our responsibility to make it happen. Shit just doesn't magically happen. There is no magic pill. There is no magic wand. Like that is for fairy tales, for fairy tales. We do not live in fairy tales. We live in reality, my friends. We live in reality. As much as that fucking sucks a lot of days, I'm not going to lie. Like it super sucks for me too. But hey, um, the first step in making a change is accepting that you need to make the change and then figuring out the plan Putting the plan into play and taking action and doing the things we need to do. That's pretty much it. It is that simple. I mean, really, it is that simple. We just like to mind fuck it and make it different or difficult so we have an excuse to not do the things we need to do. It is. <laughs> it's the truth. That's the harsh reality of life, my friends. So, um, I have been really not doing well with my own shit. I am up a a fluffy 10 pounds from Thanksgiving because I've been eating like my 15-year-old son. So we're a little softer on the middle these days. And uh, yeah. Plus, I ended up with a stress fracture on the top of my foot and it just kind of snowballed and I sat and sulked in it. I did. Um, so that's, that's why I'm where I'm at. And I uploaded my pictures into the first form app today, finally, um, because a, I'm a procrastinator and you have until 11 59 PM tonight, central standard time to get them in, to get entered into the new year's, uh, challenge. So if you're doing that, get on it, don't wait until this afternoon or this evening, because the app will be like jammed up and slow as fuck. Uh, because all of my fellow procrastinators will have been waiting until the very last second to get it done and they will overload the system. How do I know this? I have done it once before and almost missed the cutoff because uh, all of my fellow procrastinators were doing the same thing. (laughs) I see you, fuckers. I see you. I am you. I know you. I know how you think because I think the same way. I'm like, I'll do it later. I'll get it later. I'll get it later. I'll get it later. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally, I totally understand. I know. I know. It's it's a it's the crux of my existence. It truly really is. But you know, just like anything else, you gotta work to um get better at it. And the only way we get better at stuff is by taking action. So yeah, I'm curious as to how everybody is doing with their if you did New Year's resolutions this year or if you decided to dump the resolutions and make targets and a plan of action instead. Um, I still have some details to wrap up on my own stuff of getting that set. And I have not gotten that completed yet. I'm about strung between three different places of where I have everything, and I just have to get the shit done. And... um it's 1:42 in the afternoon and I have not written this afternoon's workout. I do know what I'm going to do. So, uh I started left turn. I started a um an after-school cross-training program for 4th to 8th graders here at in Jessup. So I've got it limited to 20 slots because you put more than 20 kids in this place and like shit gets crazy. So um, we're at capacity, which is great. We have a a range of ages of kids. Actually, I think we might be just a teeny bit over capacity, but like not fire code capacity. So don't freak out. Um, Just managing uh, groups of kids. And different skill levels, which is kind of an interesting challenge in and of itself. Because, like, you think about it, like, oh, well, can these kids do the same thing as these kids can? Yes, they can. And you know how you make it challenging for the older kids? Make them use heavier weights. You don't. You can't let them puss out. Like we did. Um, uh, the first one we had was on Friday, Friday afternoon. And we did, uh, agility ladders, which was hilarious. Um, I can't do them currently. I tried to demonstrate and I'm like feeling shock waves go through my foot and up into my shin. I'm like, yeah, no, not happening. So, um, but it was funny because like, I'm not, I, I'm not really that great with agility ladders. My agility is not that fabulous. Um, but it was, it was kind of like, oh, Well, I don't feel so bad because, (laughs) and this is so not nice, but like some of the other kids couldn't do it very well either. But if you're not like used to doing that type of footwork, you're not going to be like amazing at it. There were some kids that were like amazing at it and look like a professional football player, but like miniature going across the room, um, did really well. And then what else did we do? We did did devil's presses at that station and then jump squats. So then the second station, I put it into three stations and they rotated. So I put it, the second station, we did um, push-ups, V-ups, and then uh, like uh, a dumbbell pullover, a laying dumbbell pullover with your hips up in the air. The reason why you do it with your hips up in the air is, is it helps activate your pelvic floor muscles. So we all could use some of that, um, because it's not something we really work very often and, uh, you know, it's a thing. So then the third station was burpees, uh, toe taps, which we need to work on that some more because these, there were a lot of heavy feet and they were supposed to be real light on the top of the tap. So and then um dips. And they they did we did them as supersets. So when we start something new like this and you have you throw together a workout and try something new with a new group of people, there's inevitably going to be bumps and there was a little more they went through it a lot faster than what I was anticipating. I kind of forgot that like this age group, age range of kids like move a lot faster than the normal adults that I train. <laughs> so they like smoked through it pretty quick. So at the end of it, um, we did like a relay. We did a crab walk and then uh bear crawl and uh inchworm. And then what was the last one we did? Oh, frog jumps. So we did it through twice. And then, um, we, I was really explicit on instructions about doing the relay and not to cheat because if they started too early, that's cheating. And the, if anybody cheated the whole entire team that we split into two teams. That team got to do 20 burpees. I feel bad for Danielle because her team had a little mishap and one of the boys got a little bit overzealous and took off too fast. And, um, they ended up being doing 20 burpees and Olivia was on that same team. And she went through and added up the number of burpees that she did for the day. And, Was for sure letting me know how many burpees she did. She did eighty, so that was pretty good. I'm impressed, Liv. She did eighty burpees. I'm super proud of her. She's not been like very get after it when it comes to training with me because I'm her mom, and like there's that whole we struggle with that that coach teammate thing where she is more mom. And I'm not like mom mode. I mean, we're in coach mode and we're getting there. But like she really did so good. I paired her up with the middle school girls, the seventh and eighth graders. I had four of them and I tossed her in with their group. So I think that was a good decision because she really worked her butt off. I am super proud. Her cheeks were all red and she was sweaty and she was working really hard. So that was really good to see. and she just did, she followed right along with those big girls and stuck right with them. So and I knew that she would not get intimidated by them. So that was why. And she knows a few of them because she's been with them at Girls on the Run. So she knew two or three of them anyways. So it was fine. Um, it was really good. They they did really well. Um, we also started and I gotta stop saying um, what the hell's the matter with me? I forgot how to do this. I think I'm just sidetracked because my phone is sitting here blowing up in my pocket. And, uh, the whole mic thing is got in the, stuck in the back of my head. So anyways, I'm not going to say, um, (laughs) so we also started, I wanted to do something, Danielle and I wanted to do something to like get people or keep people more engaged in their fitness program and fitness routine. So I thought, well, why don't we do one month of this type of class. And then next month we'll do this type of class. And then this month we'll do this type of class. We're still doing our hit. We're still doing our spin classes. We're still doing yoga. Um damn it, I said um again. Oh, okay, sorry. And I thought i I have some availability in the evenings for a few months here. So, I added, we thought, well, let's do a kettlebell class. So for the month of January, I'm doing a kettlebell class two days a week. Holy cheez-its, man. Is it kicking my butt? Uh, kettlebells? And, and the whole purpose why I wanted to do this was because it's it activates a lot of different muscle groups because it's more, it's not so much like, uh, what am I thinking? like a regular lift or, you know, it's not, it's, it's low impact. It's not a hit class, but let me tell you what I was sweating. (laughs) Everybody else be sweating too. We did, uh, just basically learning the movements, the first class. And then I went ahead and jumped whole hog in and went, um, we did circuit on Friday night and I went one minute intervals. That was a lot like doing some of the, some of the moves are you have to switch sides or whatever. So they were 30 seconds, but there were some of them like doing a swing for a whole minute was a lot. And it it was a lot. It was good. I mean, I feel good. My legs were sore. Uh, My arms and shoulders were sore. So it was good. If I'm, if I'm feeling sore after a workout, then I know that I'm doing something right it's not just like i'm just going through the motions and i've felt like i've really been just going through the motions a lot this last couple months i've really been off my game and just not going all in and usually like when i do something it's it's either all in or all out it's, i don't normally just like okay unless it's cleaning then then you get the half ass <laughs> or paperwork it's kind of half ass so Like my focus this year is like going all in on if I'm doing something, I need to be all present in on it and I need to be giving a hundred percent on it. So that's really one of my big focus things this year is to really put forth the effort and not just going through the motions because I feel like I've created enough good habits that like they're second nature now but that has allowed me to get lax. I've allowed myself to get lax in putting that effort out there. So I think I needed some of the change up with the classes as well. It's been great. I freaking love that kettlebell class. It's kicking my ass. And um, it seems to be very well received there's not a whole lot of chatter going on about once we get about a third of the way through the class cuz everybody's just trying to hang on and not die. <laughs> that's good because then I know that everybody here is giving their best effort as well. So that's that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. That's how we make change is by, you know, going above and beyond what we did before. So that's a huge focus for me this year. I have some some interesting, a little bit changes as far as like my goals for this year. Um, there's that, um, again, oh, dang it. Well, I guess at least one thing with my, with my audio being garbage, then maybe you can't hear my stomach rumbling. Cause I haven't eaten lunch yet and it's almost two o'clock. Holy crap. I'm starving. I opted to sit in the sauna for Forty minutes or 35 minutes instead of eating my lunch. I figured if I ate lunch and then went into the sauna and I don't know if that'd be such a good idea. So anyways, but um, yeah, goals for the year and targets for the year. A lot of that I established when I did emergence with Dusty in uh, December. And that has been really very good for me in narrowing down my targets and being more specific and more intentional. And so I changed up, like, you know, I do races every year. And I wanted to kind of change things up a little bit. And I've been wanting to do um, some more trail stuff, which there's really not that great of trails, like, right directly close to me that have any type of um, technicality to them or elevation to them. So I signed up my first race this year is in April and it is over in Illinois City, Illinois. It's a Loud Thunder. I'm doing a half marathon trail race. So I thought about doing the 25k, but then I'm like, mm, maybe not quite yet on a trail, probably better stick to the shorter distance on on a trail since this is going to be it's more technical. I'm not used to running this style. I won't have a lot of Uh, experience going into it. So let's not be dumb and blow shit up right out the gate. Good plan, right? That's kind of what my thought is anyways. So especially with being down for several weeks and not running, uh, I don't know if I'll run yet this month. We'll see what happens. I just see how this foot goes. I have started walking and I can't tell if it's soreness from not being used or if it's soreness from injury still. So we're just kind of trying to take it easy and not be totally stupid with it because you can really, (laughs) you can really fuck shit up with a stress fracture. So I don't want that, but like there's some, a little bit of swelling there and my tendons are kind of angry. So I'm working some stuff through that. So we'll see how this goes. I don't know. I don't want to screw up my race schedule, so I'm trying not to be dumb. That's that's another goal. Don't be dumb. <laughs> don't be dumb. So, you know, it's just part of it. It's part of being active and it's part of just I know that my bone health is not um, the greatest and I have to do a lot of work to make sure that I stay in my, like my calcium and my magnesium and zinc and vitamin D and all those things, those stay at levels that are, it takes work. I have to supplement for those things or my shit just falls apart. I can't hold on to that stuff just from regular food. I have to supplement. I have hereditarily shitty bones and that's what it takes for me. And I found out the hard way about that and I've talked to y'all about that several different times. So that's that's just part of what I have to do to be able to perform and maintain my level of activity and capabilities and you know I've got performance goals where I want to hit too. So um those are in the back of my mind and I I just it takes work. And it takes a lot of fucking work. Like this, you know, we do these eight-week challenges and there are people that will make huge changes in their physique during this eight-week period. But one thing that I have found working with people and in myself, like you have to be super, super disciplined to make a huge change in an eight-week period. Eight weeks is not a long time. Okay. And a lot of times it takes week four, week five, sometimes week six before you really start to notice anything, you know? And like a lot of times I will just tell my people, throw the fucking scale away. It is not worth stressing out about because you're just, you know, focus on hitting your macros, staying within your calories, eating your protein, drinking your water, moving your ass. If you can focus on those things and hit those things day after day after day after day, the rest of it will follow, you know, and like some people have an unrealistic expectation of that number that's going to be on the scale. Everybody's desires are different. I'm not the same as, as somebody else. So, you know, and they're not the same as me. And like, we could be the same height, the same width, and we could be the same weight and look completely different. If you like compare pictures of people, you go do some digging, you will notice that. Like I have been 135 pounds before. I looked gross. I'm 5'8", 5'8 and a half. Okay. I used to be 5'9". I've shrunk a little bit thing <laughs> is shitty bone health. Um but like right now I weighed in this morning at 165.4. And I have weighed this before and I looked nothing like I do now. Still fluffy, but <laughs> just around the middle. And you know, but I looked completely different then. My legs were skinny. And I carried all my weight in my upper body and torso. And now I don't have skinny legs anymore. They, I have finally been able to grow some muscle in my legs. And how did I do that? Lifting weights, eating my protein, and running. Well, cycling too. There's probably more cycling than running in that too. But resistance training, doing body weight exercises, lifting. I never really, I don't like to lift. It's not my favorite thing to do, but damn, I'll tell you what, it's an effective method to put on muscle. And when you put on muscle, it changes your body composition. So that 165 looks a whole lot different than what it used to. And that's a good thing in my opinion, because this is more of what I want. I want to be strong, fast, so I can kick your ass. I tell that <laughs> I tell that to the people I train. I tell that to my soccer girls. I mean, they you know, that's, it's not about being skinny. You want to be strong. I want to be fast. You know, you want to go out there on that field and you want to be a winner. I let my girls celebrate their wins. They need to feel that feeling and you need to celebrate your wins. I need to celebrate my wins. I'm on day nine of no booze. That's fucking huge win. And you know this is something that I've gone back and forth on and back and forth on and back and forth on and back and forth on. Oh my God, it sounds like a fucking broken record. But that's a win for me. If my my girls and my team can go out there and they can dominate, then that's, that's a win for them because they've worked hard. And I don't want to discount Their hard work that they have put in by saying, no, 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 don't, don't not celebrate. That fucking pisses me off. Like, I get angry about that. And I have to really just hold on to that when I hear that. Because, like, if it's not, if it it can get real tenuous situation with whether or not I open my mouth in that type of situation, because I do feel so strongly about it. I believe that we need to teach our kids how to compete because when they go out in the real world, they are going to have to compete as adults. Like I have all the love and give all the support to anybody out there busting their ass and making their own way. Like I don't, I don't view, like I, you guys know I share when I was doing photography, I would share other photographers work because they're fucking awesome and they do great work. And that seems like, gosh, Erin, that seems really counterproductive, but it's not because if I am showing that I support somebody else that's doing good and winning and being successful, that just puts out there that, hey, I appreciate somebody who is doing good and being successful and putting it out there because that's what I want is I want to be successful and do good and do better and improve here and here and here and here. And I want to put that good stuff out there. Like, you know, lift other people up and you lift your own self up too. So winning is a good thing. Winning is a good thing. And I feel like we just stifle that so much, especially with our kids and kids sports and rec and all this stuff. Like, yeah, you want to encourage them to be good sports sportsmen you are bleh, that didn't come out right we want to encourage good sportsmanship you can celebrate your wins and still practice good sportsmanship it is possible we've done it for years and I kind of really wasn't planning on going down this path but I guess here we are so like i want to encourage you to celebrate your wins I want you to celebrate your kids' wins and let them know that it's okay to feel good about winning. That's good. And it's okay to feel shitty about losing because it sucks to lose. And you know what? That's just fuel for the fire to work harder and do better next time and keep working harder until you get the win. And that's no different than what we're doing every single day doing inside of, you know, with this challenge. We're working every single day to get better. If we were meant to stay the same, do you think that we would be faced with the challenges in life that we get faced with? No. No, we wouldn't. The challenges we face in life and the repercussions from our actions and decisions and everything that we do those consequences and then the things that are challenges to us are, are there to help us learn and grow and do better. That's what we're here for. We're supposed to be continually doing better, improving, growing our lives throughout our life. You know, we're, we're building a legacy. Every day we're here, we're building a legacy and we're setting, we want to live the example for our kids. I want my kids to look back on my life when they get older and be like, damn, I'm glad my mom really pushed me to do this. I'm glad my mom did this kind of stuff and did hard stuff and did all these things because she showed me what it was like to be able to do it. She showed up and did the things that were hard for her. I can do things that are hard for me. That's." what it's about. That's, that is like the basis of why I do all the things I do. I do the hard shit to show other people that it's possible that they can do it too, especially my kids. Because they don't, like we can tell them all the things, but if we're not doing it, they're like, fucking whatever. You're all, all talk, no walk. Right? Right? That's like that whole thing. And I still have practice what you preach on that whiteboard by my back door. And I still try my best every single day to aspire to live to that. It's fucking hard. I ain't perfect. I screw up all kinds of shit all the time. Eric could give you a really long list because he witnesses all of it. He's the closest person to me. He sees all my flaws. Up close and personal, and like on a daily, repeated basis, and I'm sure he wants to smack the shit out of me for, you know, my procrastination gets him, oh, and my forgetfulness. What? But that is procrastination and being disorganized and not giving a fuck about certain things. Eh, I got, I got st- work to do. Again, work to be done. It's never ending. Cause we're never perfect, but we can strive to get better and keep striving for that perfection, even though we'll never get there. And that's okay. It's not okay to sit on our hands and fucking do nothing and sit and cry in a corner because woe is me and all this shit has happened to me. And God, I would be able to do this and this and this and this and this if this and this and this hadn't happened. Fuck that. Come on. Come on. We're a week and a half into the new year. Whatever you said, work on it. Every single day every day. That's what we got to do. That's it. I'm out. Keep the dirty side down. I'll catch y'all on the flip side. Thanks for listening today. I appreciate you guys so much. Really? Honestly, I do. Have a kick-ass day.